0: at the guaranteed lowest prices. Our reinvigorated website is fast, user-friendly, and offers our customers an array of unique features. No access to a computer? No problem. Download our ShopJR app in the Google Play Store, or our Steals and Deals in the App Store, and you'll have access to our extensive selection at the tip of your fingers. With the fastest low-cost shipping in the industry, JR Cigars guarantees same-day shipping if you order before three. This is JRCigars.com. All of the cigars, none of the hassle. Get ready for Smoke Night Live with Massa Sensei.
1: The hottest, maybe we've ever attempted to do a show. We need to let some water in the sub. But guys, it's been an amazing day. Whiskey Rebellion, uh, it's been crazy. We've sold a lot. And thank you guys for supporting the project. You're going to love this cigar when you get it. It's
2: so tasty. By the way, most
1: people, uh, you're, it's probably already been mailed. Famous, <laughs> amazingly, uh, has shipped out most of these already. I got my uh, shipped notice.
2: Like 13 I, I, seconds after you buy yeah,
1: it. Yeah, I, I literally got it like tw- 12 minutes after I ordered. So here's the box. but um, So, uh, yeah, there's only a few left. So, if you want to get your hands on some of these bad boys, this is the Lonsdale. We're going to be talking about this on the show tonight with Skip Martin of Romacraft. But if you want to get your hands on these, uh, you're going to want to do it, what do they say, ASAP? ASAP. Except Jordan, because they're E Please, they're going very, very fast. This is a great version of this cigar. This is the first time we've done like a connoisseur. size, yeah. huh? This is the first time we've done like a connoisseur size of any cigar, and so there you go. You get a kind of a look at it right there, if you can see that nice little 44 ring gauge there. It's a beauty
2: of a little cigar. How? Th- how can I've Jordan yet to find value. And a cigar like look, this thing's like you use the dojo discount. It's oh. like seven bucks.
1: Right. And so uh, here's the deal. Make sure you uh, when you're ordering, put in Dojo 17, you'll save 17% of your box, which makes it just a ridiculous value because there's 12 in the box. There's 12 in the box. And if you share your if you share your um, proof of purchase on the dojo app with hashtag Pennsucky, I personally will send somebody a complete refill for their box. 12 more cigars. Uh, so make sure to do that. We've had a zillion of those posted. today. Well, not a zillion, but we've had quite a bit of those posted on the Dojo app today. So somebody, some slightly lucky person. Slightly less than 500. Slightly less than 500, but some lucky person is going to be able to refill their box uh, just based on the, the goodness of my heart. You are yeah. saint. Saint. So hey, let's let's uh let's not waste any further time. Let's bring on our yeah. guest Skip Martin. Skip Martin, welcome to Smoke Night Live episode 202. How are you doing, my friend?
3: I'm doing good, man.
1: I see that you are in Austin headquarters.
3: I am. We uh we uh got out of the trade show, did a did a week of vacation in uh the uh, central and coast of California and uh, San Francisco and then we had a couple of days here before we head back to Esteli. Uh, Fiorella's birthday is on Tuesday, so we get back on Monday.
2: Wow.
1: Busy, busy, busy. So since uh, since the end of June, you've been just traveling like a madman.
3: Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't really travel near as much as uh, Mike does, for example, uh, or even Danny or John. I, I come up to the headquarters about once every uh, – once every four to six weeks for a, for anywhere from a week to two weeks, sometimes, you know, twice a year. So I, I'm up here for a little bit longer, but um, this trip uh, with IPCPR, I have to come up to the headquarters before the show, make sure everything's good. And then I have to uh, generally stay after the show to make sure we get all the, <coughs>
2: excuse
3: me, the orders and sure. everything. <laughs> I'm smoking this uh, Robusto from, from uh, two Ooh. years, three years ago.
1: Back in the day, OG. Oh, yeah, that's what kicked it all off, huh,
3: Skip? I just opened up a box of these. They're still kicking, and uh, I'm drinking out of my dojo glass. There you go. Keeping it legit. I know.
1: I'm not even. I'm not even doing that. I almost. I almost feel Jeez. like I should just walk off the show because <laughs> I, I don't even. I don't even have the proper. The proper glass. And I'm swear. drinking uh,
3: the an American whiskey here. Yeah. So,
1: how is that? How tricky. is that wild turkey? Decades, right? It's really good.
3: Mike's bourbon. Mike's been on a, a tear lately. Uh, he uh, he was on keto and he hadn't drank for a while, and I think he's bought about five thousand dollars worth of bourbon in, in <laughs> the last uh, month. So he's been killing it.
1: So Skip, let's get right <laughs> into the old Pennsylvania here. What? Uh, first of all. Uh, just let's, let's do a quick reminder of the whole concept of Whiskey Rebellion. I mean, you've told the story on the show before, so you don't need to tell the whole thing. But, you know, give people a quick overview of why you came up with this name, Whiskey Rebellion, which, by the way, is
3: a super cool name for a cigar. Cut out on me.
1: Something, there was a loud noise coming from your um Warehouse. Warehouse there. But uh, Whiskey Rebellion, you came up with this name and, and sprung it on us in uh, New Orleans. It's a great name and it has a cool meaning. Uh, give folks a quick overview of why Whiskey Rebellion.
3: Yeah. So um, the Whiskey Rebellion, in short, was uh, after after the Revolutionary War, there was a big uh, uh, debt that we owed for, uh, for the war. And um, the uh, actually after after the after uh i guess we didn't really have income taxes we re- we just had uh tariffs and those kinds of taxes so uh, the there was a, the very first excise tax similar to our tobacco excise tax was a tax uh put on to uh, uh barrels of whiskey and uh the the people who produced whiskey and the farmers who grew the uh the, mater- the raw material uh, basically, you know, said, Hey, we just fought a whole war over this. We'll, we'll fight another one.
1: Right. But, they, uh, they did not like <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah.
3: So George Washington sit, sent the federal army to, uh, quash the uh, rebellion. And, uh, while the, the rebellion itself was not particularly successful, um, even back then, I, I'm not sure how successful one would be today. Um, but, uh, it turned out that actually the the, the civil disobedience led to uh, Hamilton and and Jefferson m- making the uh, determination that, that there was that it was correct that it was an unfair tax and it was repealed. So um, the, the idea behind intemperance temperance is kind of just pushing back against these uh, this modern temperance movement, these taxes, and mm-hmm. you know. Um, you, while well, well so a lot of things are being legalized, uh, there's a, you know we're we're basically being you know edited out of Netflix, demonetized on YouTube, um, rated R if we get shown in a movie, uh, you know it's it's pretty crazy. So
2: kicked out of the for,
3: for a legal product. We're pretty uh, discriminated against.
1: Yeah, I mean we've even had our issues with the Apple and Google and those kind of guys just because we had the word cigar you know involved right so skip when you thought of the name whiskey rebellion and then you you know did you have a blend in mind at that time like oh, this would be really great for that or did you say you know I have this cool name now let's go make a really cool blend for it
3: um well kind of both simultaneously we didn't have the blend finalized when we had the discussion about the brand um but we we did have uh, pretty close and and uh the, we didn't have the sizes decided. We didn't know for sure that it was going to be an intemperance line, so we didn't we didn't match to the intemperance sizes at that point. But, um, you know, when we make our Aquitaine, we use a real heavy, rustic uh, Lajero priming of Ecuador habano, and when we buy that tobacco, a lot of times we buy it by the pologne, uh, and when, once we sort it out, we realize that we have a lot of wrapper that's a little bit thinner, but actually more aesthetically pleasing in a lot of ways than the aquatane wrapper so um it really doesn't really fit with with the aquatane line so we we were working on another project to, to do um with that with that kind of derivative wrapper so uh this kind of fit right in with that
1: and the first one that we did was the uh, we did a robusto version, and then you came out with uh, uh, the rest of the sizes for famous, and now but now here we are a couple years later, and we have this Lonsdale. So uh, this particular vitola of this cigar is just spot on. Like if uh, to me, in this is my opinion, of course, but this is like the sweet spot of this because you just get to taste more of that delicious wrapper so talk a little bit about this particular size and why you thought wow this would be a great follow-up uh to the original
3: yeah so we um we always intended on doing the line with famous um you know we don't make enough cigars to really feed famous enough product to do you know to really feature us in their catalog or do much online you know uh, when we send ten boxes of Cro-Magnon Cranium to uh, B&B in Philadelphia or to Riverside in, in Indiana, Famous is generally getting ten boxes as well, uh, or sometimes 20, 10 for their retail shop and ten mm-hmm. for their online. So, uh, you know, Famous can, can go through twenty boxes of cranium in a couple of days, right? Sure. So, yeah.
2: um,
3: you know, Arthur was pressing us for to do more to do more kind of volume, and you know, I said, "Hey, I've got this idea for this this line of c- cigars, but I don't have enough um, I don't have enough of this derivative wrapper to make a lot of it yet, because um, we'd been building it up, up over a couple of years, waiting for a project to work with it. And so when we kind of kind of the dojo thing and the famous thing kind of fit together um, in the Intemperance line, the AWS IV, the oskeet aw- skeet 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 the the Lonsdale that comes in Connecticut and Brazil out um, That cigar is one of my favorites in in that line, that limited we do in that line. And so kind of keeping with the the FDA kind of guidelines, we were releasing this right around July of 2016. So uh, keeping with that and keeping with, uh, we, we didn't really release this Lonsdale back then, but because we have it in the Intemperance line, it kind of fits the same quantity and size. And so we were, you know, probably the next thing we'll do is probably a box press 5 5x56, like the Revenge or the Goodness, mm-hmm. in in the Whiskey Rebellion, just to kind of keep all these things uh, parallel. But I agree with you. I think it works really – I think I think all of our blends work really well on the Lonsdale side. So uh, let's get right into the controversy. There's
1: some serious controversy going on. Guys are just – rolling over themselves, trying to figure out Pensatucky. So you've got Pensatucky. Pensiltucky. Pensiltucky. And you've got Pensatucky.
2: Pensatucky sounds cooler, just just from my opinion. Just from
1: a marketing perspective. Is that what you're saying, Jordan? Yeah.
2: Just strictly marketing. Pensatucky sounds cool.
1: Pensatucky.
2: Pensiltucky. So
3: I I always thought it was Pensatucky. Okay. (laughs) There's a a character on uh, Orange is the New Black. Right that cracks me up he mm. was like you know uh really at one point it turns into this really religious meth head, and <laughs> i always thought that just seemed really appropriate you know uh <laughs> for some reason and and it kind of i love that word and i i never really understood you know i'd never heard that word before
2: right,
3: um, right. then while we were talking to famous about it they said well you know Pennsylvania's like a slander like, we don't like that word. Oh.
2: Okay. People from
3: around Pennsylvania think you're basically saying we're like, it's like saying Red Hat or whatever, because mm. you're from the Appalachian or whatever. Oh. And then okay. later on, I found out that there's actually a cigar by a company called Flatbed Cigars that's called the Pencil Tucky. Mm. So it's not trademarked, which is why it never came up. But um, so I'm like, well, I'm just going to name it after the character on Orange is the New Black and because that's the way I like it like like Jordan so it
1: just sounds, sounds better. it just rolls off the tongue a little bit better yeah. right I mean it's a Vitola it's a, it's a name of Vitola it's fun it's different
3: um, and it's kind of this tie between right famous in Pennsylvania and the whiskey rebellion in Pennsylvania and actually whiskey from in bourbon from Kentucky so right that's where the the idea came from
1: all right so there you go coop there you go Aaron Loomis there you go Seth you guys now know. <laughs> The full story. There's, there's no conspiracy. It's just the fact that uh, Skip watches a lot of Netflix. Skip watches a lot of Netflix, and there you go. <laughs> okay, well, so, yeah, uh, go ahead. It's hard to top.
3: all uh, skeet, 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 skeet. <laughs> it is. I mean, how do you? Where do you go from there? But,
1: hey, uh, uh, Skip. So um, uh, we're gonna talk a bit about the show. But before we talk about the show, the Vegas show, um, one of the big Cigars that everybody was excited about, myself included, uh, was the cigar that you're coming out with, uh, the Baca. And I, I would say, like, doing all the shows that I do, like these, you know, pre PCR, post PCR, IPCPR shows, PCA, IPCPR. Now, now I'm totally confused. But RGDFA. when I do all these, there was like two, three, four cigars that everybody was like, okay, I've got to try that cigar. And, and unanimously, the Baca was. Hold on. There's that noise. There's some sort of truck or something.
3: Is that an airplane? No, it's it's quiet here. Okay. Every
1: now and then there's just some weird, loud noise. Okay, so... um,
3: It's the the government scanning our airwaves.
1: Ah, yeah. It's Alexa listening to us. (laughs) Uh, Anyways, the Baca was literally on every one of those lists. That's the cigar everybody's excited about. Uh, I interviewed you at the show, but uh, tell viewers that maybe didn't see that interview... About the baca, because that's a really exciting cigar that you're coming out with.
3: Um, so we we use Cameroon binder for Cro-Magnon and Aquitaine, but it's it's a, again it's a derivative tobacco from another factory. Meaning they they have a, a line of cigars that uses Cameroon, um, African Cameroon, and the derivative of that we buy that off of them. The same way we buy uh, the um, a few other things that that we use. So um, until we started doing our, and like, you know, we used to buy a lot of uh, a broadleaf uh, binder for Neanderthal until our, you know, um, production of uh, chromagnin kind of yielded enough of that kind of binder. So, you know, it's one of those things where factories will, you know, you give me, you know, 10 bales of, of uh you know broadleaf binder or cameroon binder and i'll give you five bales of you know estalee or whatever right or 10 bells. so um so it's a tobacco that i always wanted to work with it's it's always been really interesting to me but it's really hard to get in SLE in terms of using it on a project for a wrapper so jack Tarano had come to me for a couple years uh, when he was with Duran, and then later when he was working with Sam Lucia a little bit, and then later uh, when he was working with uh, General Cigar for Taranio, uh he had come to me and asked if it would be possible for us to work and do some kind of limited edition to kind of help kickstart those brands, right? You know, just a fun thing to do, like a collaboration. Right, yeah. yeah. And, and we really don't have the capacity for that, Um but, you know, I, I always really liked Jack and I always wanted to do something. And really, Esteban's kind of history with the Tirani family, you know, he, he, he was the head of the Latin cigar from like the mid-90s all the way through to when it was sold and then, and then still with STG for a couple of years. So every Tiranio, Gurkha, Newman, CAO, everything made in that factory, Esteban, at a minimum, was in charge of keeping the tobacco blend consistent and the selection of tobacco – all the pre-industry, but he was also in charge of all the production. So, you know, he, he has this notebook where he has every blend he's ever done. And when, one of the things I kind of went back to Jack with, I said, okay, look, I have a little bit of capacity because of, I don't have Cro-Magnon in the, in the first quarter or first two quarters of 2019. I don't have any broadleaf to make Cro-Magnon or in the second quarter. So I have a little bit of capacity where I could do a project with you. And right in the middle of us kind of talking about Doing a new kind of our version of the 1916 Cameroon from Taranio, Um Bam! Jack gets fired from uh, General. Right. So right. so we're like, okay, no Jack, no Tiranio <laughs> So
2: uh,
3: <laughs> so we uh, so at that point I said, you know, we had already negotiated and secured some really great rapper um, because the rapper that was coming from STG, we, we I didn't really like it that much. So um, I had long ago traded and done some done a favor or you not a favor, but I had done something with Gilberto Gilberto Oliva and he was a guy I knew had some really good uh, Cameroon mm. and it turned out he you know he makes his Oliva G I think with African Cameroon and um, but some of it is too dark for what he uses it for so we asked how much of that he had. We went out and sorted it out, selected it out, paid an enormous, ridiculous price for it. Um, you know, shot the middle finger to the corporate guys at Jay Cortez, you know, and, uh, basically got enough to make, um, you know, 50 to 80,000 cigars this year. And so, um, you know, we kind of have an agreement that we're going to be able to do that every year with him. So, I had to get the quantities and the sizes to align with the existing line because that's my interpretation of, you know, precedent. I don't know if that's right or wrong, but, you know, in good faith, that's what we're doing. Right. And so we aligned it with the Cro-Magnon theme and aligned it with the Cro-Magnon um, sizes and quantities and then uh, kind of departed from the the trying to recreate the Tarano uh, 1916 and said, okay, well, let's make a Roma craft Cameroon, and um, so you know we dumped the Columbia ra- uh, filler, we dumped the the Honduran binder, we went with a little bit higher grade Yamastron uh, filler, we went with some 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 really interesting kind of floral conveyor that we've been collecting um, from a particular place, and so um, it's it's actually you know we're really happy with it. Um, and it's, uh, you know, when we did it, when we, I kind of got to the final blend, Esteban and I narrowed it down to two, two blends. I brought it all to the headquarters here and the final blend, everybody was like, this is really good, but it's not really aromacraft cigar. It's not strong. It's, you know, I said, look, you know, I want to make a cigar. Esteban and I both agreed we want to make a cigar. Then in whatever size we make it in, the Cameroon itself is the dominant flavor. Uh, because why pay for this expensive, unique tasting wrapper? Uh, if, if you then just cover it up, you know, with, with what Dion called a long time ago, you know, Lajero, the sweaty drunk guy who came to the party. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we left the sweaty drunk guy out and, uh, and made what I think is a really good cigar that, takes a place in our lineup that, did, you know, that did, we didn't have before.
1: And so this will start shipping uh, around Thanksgiving or so. Is that correct?
3: Yeah, we're going to try to do about a thousand boxes of the 4x46 and the 4x52 this year. Um, if I can get enough bigger wrapper, I'm going to do some boxes of the um, of the anthropology size, the uh, the jingi as well. So we're going to do the pygmy, the bantu, and the jingi. Um, and I don't know how many of the jingy we're going to have, but when we actually got through with the camera sorting, we actually had more wrapper than we thought we were going to originally have. Just a lot of it is small. And then, um, the, uh, the Jamastron getting that from, you know, my peers to get the right kind of tobacco there. You know, I went through a thing with Placencia, I went through a thing with, uh, George Rico with Alex Vinson. Finally, uh, we kind of, I brought Raul, Raul. So I'd been going back and forth with Christian, and Raul Diesel, who's Esteban's brother, makes cigars for Tom Lazuka at uh, at Pence I mean, at um, Naxa. Right. So, so Esteban and me and Raul walked over to Christian's booth and said, "Raul's not going to make any more cigars for Lazuka until you give us that that jamastron." <laughs> so. <laughs> so uh, so I think we got exactly what we needed pretty quickly right after that. And and Baka is not an ode to
1: Steve Saka. It is absolutely it had nothing to do with Steve Saka, but it just sounds like it. So the name Baka has no, to do with it. amuses me. Yes. And it, it th- I
3: thoroughly enjoy the fact that <laughs> that Saka loves Saka so much that that that's uh, a thing.
1: <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Hey, uh, when we come back, we're going to take a quick commercial break. But when we come back, not only are we, A, going to ask Skip what he thinks of the all this craziness going on with the IPCPR show in Vegas and Consumer Day and all of that sort of stuff. But we're going to do the weekly top five. And the weekly top five this week, guys, is the top five most weird, bizarre, random things that we overheard at the trade show in Vegas. So make sure to stay tuned for the second half of the show right after this.
0: Here at SeriousCigars.com, we specialize in premium high-end and boutique cigars, along with carrying a wide selection of the most popular cigar brands around. We have an array of premium cigars, accessories, humidors, cutters, and lighters. When new products hit the market, SeriousCigars.com is the first to have them available for sale. We offer a variety of promotions to all of our customers. As an added bonus, order by 3 p.m. Monday through Saturday, and your order ships the very same day. Our best in-class customer service team can help with whatever you need. We are SeriousCigars.com. You live a cigar lifestyle? Do you have a passion for fine beer, premium spirits, and old cuisine? If so, you are in the right place. This is Cigars.com. What makes Cigars.com unique It's not only its superb selection of premium cigars, but the fact that it is powered by you. We will showcase special deals and features along with tips and tricks from industry experts to enhance your cigar lifestyle. A new era in cigars have arrived and it starts here.
1: Jordan, we are back. Uh, episode 202 Smoke Night Live with Skip Martin. Of,
2: are you on? Yeah, you're on.
1: You're on, Jordan. Are you on? Are you on? Are you on?
2: So, oh, oh, now I can hear me. Hello. Are you on? Are you on? Sweet, sexy voice. Are
1: you on the red mic? Are you, you're on the red headphone?
2: Yeah. Oh, that's why. Sorry. Uh, so I haven't I been confu- on this whole show. I I've confu- no, I I've just <laughs> been rattling off just <laughs> wisdom. You had some good takes too, Jordan. I did.
1: You had some really, <laughs> really good takes. So we we've been talking about uh all sorts of Romacraft stuff, Pennsylvania Baca, all those kind of things. Let's bring Skip back onto the show. Skip, uh, thanks again for joining us on Friday night, my friend. Um, Let's get right into this, Skip. Uh, The craziness that is the IPCPR and all of the changes that are going on. It's changing the name to PCA, which is Premium Cigar Association. And there will be a consumer day, the first day of the show, maybe the first day of the show. Which is called Cigar Con, which is very interesting. Con. Cigar Con. Hopefully, there'll be a lot of cosplay going on. Is yes. what I'm hoping for. But Skip, at the show, you had a, a positive. Uh, you had a positive take on this. What are your thoughts uh, so far on all this crazy stuff? changes?
3: Yeah. Can you hear me? I'm getting a little weird noise. So, um, you know, going into the show after the kind of the teaser flop and the sneak preview snafu um, i wasn't too thrilled about the logo which is kind of a dumb thing uh to be you know it doesn't really matter but i you know as a design guy like uh you know brand guy i i, I thought well like i didn't really get it but i was really excited about the consumer day i thought hey man I, you know this consumer day sounds like a really good i you know a really good thing um you know when i I first came to the trade show in 1996 in Opryland and that was my first trade show as a consumer. Uh, I came with a, with a magazine publisher and I remember walking onto that trade show floor, a guy who smoked cigars every now and then, and then kind of coming out of that two or three day experience being like a full on cigar geek and just went from, you know, you know, a, a, a two to a six and then going on trips with Rocky Patel and Camacho as a retailer, going from like a six to a nine, you know? And so I, I felt like just as a, as, a, as a concept, the idea that you can get, you know, these really hardcore guys, you know, like the kind of guys that line up outside of Three Floyds on Dark Lord Day, right? Like if you can get those guys to come, then they could really get a, a sense of the culture, in particular, in those, you know, hundreds of stores that don't do a really good job the way the best stores do at kind of curating the, you know, the cigar culture that turns, you know, a guy who smokes a cigar every now and then into a guy who's just like super passionate about it and wants to, do you know, know everything about it. So uh, after the announcement, it kind of flip-flopped. I really liked the logo. I liked the symbolism, the tie to the 1933, the colors, Uh, even the font thing kind of made sense. Like, I don't know why the font for the magazine doesn't match the font for the logo, but you know, that's a little detail that maybe only like 2% of people will notice, but all together I was like, okay, now I get it. Now you explained it. It makes total sense. You probably overpaid someone to come up with this whole idea, but cool. And then the consumer day sounded great, you know, rah, rah, I'm really excited about it. But it was so shallow on, so kind of empty, vacuous on details that there were all these really big questions. It's like, this could be the greatest thing ever, or this could completely ruin the fucking, you know, the cigar business. So, um, and then what didn't help after that was four days of rumors, gossip, teasers, and people bitching and complaining kind of capped off by David Garofalo going on a full-on jihad against it. So um, I kind of came away from the whole thing going, man, I'm not so sure about the Consumer Day anymore, the Cigar Con. So um, today, actually, um, I had some time scheduled to speak to Scott Pearson, uh, the executive director from um, the PCA. Uh, It was really scheduled for about 20 minutes and about two hours – into the phone call. Um, I really had, it was a shipping day. I had to get off the phone. I, I was getting stares from everybody for not helping, uh, <laughs> yeah. boxes from trade show orders. Um, but I mean, we could have talked for two more hours and it was just a really good discussion about everything from kind of what it should be, you know, you know, what, what it has, you know, what it, why we need it. The, my concerns about, uh, you know, it, the things that, that I was really concerned about, ideas about how to execute his his kind of questions about those ideas, uh, circling back on those things, taking notes so he can go take those to other people. Um, but at the end of the day, I can tell you it's the best. I've been a member of, of RTDA since 2006, an official member. And I remember putting that sticker on my cigar shop glass front door thinking that this, right here made me legit i'm now an official cigar store because i have this sticker of the indian on on my front door and you know i told i told scott today i said you know when as a as a retailer and a consumer when they were talking about the excise taxes it was like this is you know the sky is falling the s-chip stuff you know the sky is falling Uh, It's going to be the end of the cigar business. And then the CRA kind of was formed, and and the IXPR they joined together, and for once in a long time, they hadn't done a good job at fighting smoking bans or any other kind of regulatory thing. But, man, they all came together, and and my trade organization saved the industry, in a sense, with with the cap on S-chip. And then in August 2016, when we heard about, in May of 2016, we heard about the August 2016 kind of um, deeming rule. It was the sky is falling again, and I can tell you in you know July of 2019, I'm I don't know a whole lot more than I knew in August 2016, but I don't feel as negative about the end of the cigar business as I did back in uh, you know when it started, and and again. My trade organization, my peers, consumers, manufacturers, retailers, through our trade organization, accomplished that, Accomplish something.
1: What did, uh, what did Scott say to you today that uh, it sounds like he smoothed over some edges? What did he say today that uh, made you feel better about all this?
3: Well, you know, he didn't give me any definitive answers uh, per se, but A, he was very receptive to the discussion. Which, to be honest with you, uh, there's, there hasn't been a leader of, our, of our RTDA or IPSBR in the 13, 14 years I've been involved with it that really ever gave a shit about my opinion on anything, number one. And he was genuinely listening and asking engaging questions, and he was excited about the idea. You could tell like he'd been beat up for two weeks, and, and he was like, oh, man, you know, there's, there's some really good stuff here. I was just exhausted pushing back on all these other things. And these are fresh ideas. So there was that, um, more than once he said, look, you know, at the end of the day, we would rather just table this for a whole nother year. If it comes to that, than put up, put on some kind of half-baked, you know, disaster. And so at some point we're completely ready to pull the chute and, and, and hold off for another year if that's what we have to do. So that was reassuring. And then a couple of the big things, like you know, the idea that you know of how you know how manufacturers were expected to give away cigars, the whole idea of the dependency on the retailer to get people to the show and what their role is there, he was he was way different perspective in terms of where the line of thinking was than the rumors that were going around. So, um, in a lot of ways, it was a really good discussion, and uh, I wouldn't say I came out of it with any bullet points of here's definitely the way it's going to be and and you know, so that I could do some kind of communication, but I did get the sense that they were really aware of the communication uh, failures, uh, you know, non-intentional, obviously, but just completely mis-executed. And, um, he even he specifically said as a part of that, that a, a big part of that was a, a complete misunderstanding of how much, uh, Entropy and chaos there is amongst cigar store retailers, and then on the other side, uh, he didn't really understand the dynamic dynamic of new media, mm. in 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 the industry. You know, he had come from this this uh, you know kind of perspective of, I feed you information, you republish it on your site. He didn't really expect you guys to be in the in the the business of kind of investigative journalism, right? <laughs> so. Uh, that really took them by surprise and and you know um we talked a lot about the motivations like Will's uh, motivations and coop's motivations and 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 how some people were mischaracterizing the the real positive thing that those guys bring and and really how to utilize you know you guys better um and also how to get more listening posts beyond just the five biggest retailers and the five biggest manufacturers Well, there's some –
1: Skip, there's just some general entropy anyways as far as the whole idea of a cigar convention that allows retailers to buy from manufacturers anyways because the landscape has changed, and that's really nobody's fault. Like, it's nobody's fault that nowadays, you you know, a retailer gets the same deals that they can get at the show – uh, you know, two months before and two months after the show—that's just the way business is. There's, there's no—it's nobody's fault. And now there's new media, and you'll be able to buy these same deals probably on a website. that We've already seen one. I won't mention their name. That is basically creating like an online marketplace for cigars. That sort of stuff is just happening. The IPCPR has to change, or they're going to be gone. They have, to,
3: they have to do this. Well, I would say that's half true. So I would say it's 100% true. <laughs> the half of that that belongs to the the half of that that belongs to the PCA, mm-hmm. the PCA is trying to do things to to transform the nature of the trade show, right? To to deal with that reality. But the other half of it in the sense that it's not true is, you know, something that people say very often is if I can get the deals before the show or after the show, then why should I spend any money and time away from my store to go to the show? And when someone says that to me this is always my answer. If you are not invested enough in the industry that you are in to invest a few thousand dollars a year to travel to spend a concentrated period of time with with new media guys with manufacturers with other retailers networking coalescing around opportunities, ideas for, for your store. You know, you've spent 361 days behind a cash register, right, or multiple cash registers, dealing with your customers, dealing with your uh, employees. Now you get to spend four days in a place that's generally kind of, you know, doesn't suck. And And you get to go there and you get to eat good food. You get to laugh. You get to maybe have a few drinks. You get to tell some 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 stories about some crazy things that happened in your store this year. You get to you get to get re-energized. You remember the old Hot Wheel tracks where you'd put a Hot Wheel on and it would go down the hill, and then right when it was about to start dying, it would hit that magnet and then it would speed up around the track again. It's like that's what the IPCPR always was to me. It was a, it was to, for me to get excited about the business again, and um, whatever that meant to me. Right. right. And and so if for no other reason in the environment that we're in, and entropy has a little bit to do with chaos, but it also has a little bit to do with disorganization, randomness, and kind of just inertia. Right. And if there's anything that describes half of the, the stores in our in our retail stores in this business, it's that they're you know, half right. of the retail yeah. shops in the United States, half of the three thousand twenty eight hundred shops. You know, you got the owner who's sitting in the chair in the lounge. And when you when you go to the humidor, you find a cigar. He's maybe checking his security cameras on his phone. You bring the, the cigars up to the register, and the guy groans when he's forced to get up from his chair to actually ring up a sale, right? <laughs> or, you know, that kind of thing. And it's like those people who have that attitude, who only – you know, they already make Keystone. They already make great margin. There's no margin in any brick-and-mortar retail business in the country that is preserved like the cigar business. But this inertia is kind of these stores that are ineffective, that don't do a great job for their customers, are protected by anti-competitive behaviors. You know, hey, don't open those stores over there, right? The fact that no, no other smart person with any amount of money or business sense would open a cigar store, right? um they're protected by the fact that um there's not a lot of places to smoke they're protected by all these different things that 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 com- the competitive things that generally force bad businesses out and generate new businesses so you know those half of the retailers we don't sell to them we only sell to 250 of our retailers and when we find one of those kinds of retailers that isn't experienced isn't engaged isn't passionate about the business that they're in, we 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 you know shoot in the ghost and, and open other stores who've been waiting. because
1: yeah, uh, no, Skip. I, thought, I mean everything you're saying is true, and that's all good points. But the show relies on a lot more retailers than the 250 that you deal with. And if they all could talk to you about this, and you could give them this great pep talk, that would be one thing. But the, the the truth of it is, is they're just not going. We saw day three and day four was literally a disaster. I mean, the day four is normally bad, but this year, day three looked worse than day four to me. And so something has has to change.
3: No, I, I agree. I agree. And maybe we talked a lot. We talked a little bit about um, controlling the cost, like, like you know, managing the, the contract with Shepherd better. We talked about how you have to give us some ROI on the buying days, but you know maybe the show in the next couple of years turns into two buying days and two consumer days. Maybe eventually there's no official buying days, there's no official boots set up for retail buying, but retailers still attend as a part of the organization, and and still get a lot of that that you know coalescing around the industry thing without necessarily doing formal buying. Right, Skip, can't you imagine, just for
1: a second, this is sort of my envisioning, and you just tell me what you think about it. Because you've been to the Great American Beer Fest here in, in Colorado, which is a four-day event that's incredible. And there's I, no I there's no selling at all. It's just all consumer. I can imagine a day when the PCA is an all-consumer event. Maybe we get the media, we, we ha- make the media happy, the online media happy by, you know, be, they get to be the judges of, of this was the best presentation this was the best connecticut this year da, da 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 and it's just 3 days of consumer like it seems to me like the industry has changed and and the PCA I think is doing a good job of, of looking down the road and realizing that stuff's got to change and this is the this is the way things are going
3: well at at the end of the day what it boils down to is this if you want me to come and spend money on a booth that's the size that, we spend, that we've been doing, and throw a party at night to help kind of make IPCPR just like you do, right? There's no big ROI for Cigar Dojo and throwing a party during IPCPR. Zero. But by the by the fact that you do do that, it, it, it's a little added thing for people who come that make the, the, the whole week a better week, right? True. Just like our party, just like the media house, right? So... Um, there's no reason why I should have to spend $190,000, right? The way our business is set up, I've got to do X amount of revenue dollars for every dollar I spend. And I can tell you every decision we make, whether it's uh, buying a new piece of equipment for the warehouse or whatever, we factor that into, are we going to be able to do more revenue to justify this expense, right? Um, the, The RTDA... Absolutely does not meet that ROI scrutiny. There's all these intangibles, but um, you know what it boils down to for us is maybe we have to go to a smaller space. But you know, as much as we talk about TPE, and I was seriously talking about it with Mike. What Mike and I really kind of came to the conclusion of: Phillips and King doesn't carry our cigars. Number one. Number two, Ventura is a competitor. Number three um phillips the king doesn't put a whole lot of money and effort into fighting you know these regulatory battles so why am i going to switch over to tpe unless 200 of my my customers call me and say hey we're all going to tpe you got to be there right right so i want to keep supporting my trade group just like i know dave wants to probably you know uh, hopefully dave will come back into the you know into the circle uh, Dave's a world class grudge holder though so I don't know but um mm-hmm. I think <laughs> Mike Bellady pointed that out it's super true um but you know at the end of the day um Dave has very good reasoning for feeling the way he does and making decisions he, he he's made we've been very close to making some of those decisions and and the conversation today with 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 at least bought you know him a Stay of execution on our idea on our decision making, and, and to give them some time to um, come back with some better kind of fleshed out plan.
1: Well, that's good. That's encouraging. That's good to hear that there was a good conversation. And actually, I when I listened to Scott talk in the sort of the media roundtable below. Be- deep in the bowels of the IPCPR show. I thought he did a really good job. And I've been probably one of the only guys that's been positive about this change because I just feel like it's just the way the industry is going and it's sort of the way trade shows in general are going. And so I'm totally for it, by the way, just to be on record. I think the dojo could bring a bunch of people there. We could probably sell 20 tickets and have... 20 people go through the show and we, we could be their guide or whatever, however they want to do it. I would love to do that. It'd be great.
3: Yeah. So, um, you guys have spent the whole time at the Espinoza booth, but I get it. I get it.
1: <laughs> hey, I'm a fanboy. Come on. <laughs> Me and Eric are good buddies.
3: So. I'm a, I'm a dude, Jack and Hector are amongst my two best friends in the whole industry. I just like busting your balls on it. I know. But, I, particularly I, because... I love that. Mike, who doesn't watch the uh, the new media stuff very much, Mike asked Coop at our, at our kind of dinner we, we had for the new media guys, he goes, well, so, you know, you're an Espinosa fanboy. And right. Coop's immediately like, what, what, what are you talking about? I'm, what, where did that come from? And so I'm, a, I'm all the way at the other end of the table, and I hear this ruckus, and I'm like, what'd you say, Mike? I said, No. The dojo guys are asking those as fanboys. Coop loves his advertisers. <laughs> That's awesome. I love that.
1: Hey, uh, uh, guys, before we go, we have to do our weekly top five. That was some great stuff right there by Skip, by the way. Thank you, Skip, for that candor about the show. You made some amazing points. In fact, I wish I wish that you were sitting in front of a panel of a bunch of retailers. You could you could tell them exactly what you just said on the show. I hope a lot of the retailers are watching because that inspired me. So, uh this week, the weekly top five uh, is the, and Skip, you can uh, chime in on any of these
3: if you like to. So, okay, let me ask you a question. Yeah. So I'm going to attempt a, a spoiler alert here. Oh. If the number one weirdest thing you saw at the trade show was not Lars Tietan in a booth with a security <laughs> guard sitting outside, I'm calling bullshit on this whole list.
1: No, this is the top five weirdest random things we overheard. Okay. We
3: overheard.
1: Not that we saw, because yes, Lars Tietan... Work. Lars Teton, Jordan, what did you say?
2: Oh, I said we did over here. You got to put in the work. You got to put in the work m- multiple times. We overheard that yes. so many times.
1: Cowboy Rebel, Cowboy Rebel. So dangerous. We heard that a lot. <laughs> Lars is an interesting <laughs> fella. There's no doubt about that. And by the way, I met Lars at the Alec Bradley party on Friday night at the top of this gorgeous in this loft gorgeous building and he was absolutely the nicest dude. You'll ever meet like my per, like my perception of what he would be like was totally changed when I like actually got to meet him because he was just the nicest, like regular guy. But yeah, he's. A,
3: but isn't that isn't that basically what they say about every guy that shoots up a mall? Well, Dude, yeah. <laughs> skip. <laughs> oh, that's, un, that's unfair. I mean, or, or Ted Bundy. No, not, no, I'm no, hey, I, I remember that's buying not. No, cigar. I know. <laughs> no, I remember buying a large Teton cigar in a basement store on Post and Oak in Chicago in the mid-90s with the little marshmallow kind of humidity device and the juicy Lucy's and one way before I never ever heard of Drew Estate or anything. And I thought they were good. So, you know, everybody says they got started on an infused cigar. Like, I probably, one of my very first kind of cigar experiences back then would have been Lars Teaton. so... Hey man, I guess I, I owe it all
2: to Lars Teten. From what I've heard, they. And then you switched over to his spice rub for his... your, for grilling, right? Yeah, he's
1: makes some good spices. From yeah, what he I...
2: offered to come cook dinner
3: at my house one night for ten thousand dollars. Wow. Like this was years ago. I met him in at the west. I was on the. I was up there for the Western Pennsylvania Cigar Crawl, and um, just randomly out of nowhere, I'll come cook dinner at your house for ten thousand dollars. I'm like. I'm good, bro. Dude, I think <laughs> that's a
1: bargain at, ha- at double that price. I mean, come on. All right, skip. Here we go. The, uh, the and, and by the way, I'm going to continue to play this music, Jordan, just because I know that it drives oh, Jeff crazy. It drives Jeff crazy, so we're playing the background music right now. Turn it up a little bit. I'm going to yeah, I'm going to crank it. Here it is, Skip. And feel free to chime in, Skip. These are the top five random things that we actually heard. Literally, we actually heard. And we wrote down at the time, these are the top five strange and random things that we heard at the show. Here we go. Number one is I love foundation cigars. That's Steve Sokka. He's a great blender.
3: Yeah, I've heard that
2: one. (laughs) You heard that too?
1: (laughs) Yeah. Oh that's funny.
3: All right, number number two. But but did Steve Sokka Direct a music video.
1: No, did you see that video? That was pretty cool. It's pretty dope. That was yeah. pretty dope. I like that. All right. Number... How did
2: they get the drones in Nicaragua?
1: Yeah, that's the hard thing. It's, wanna... it's
3: not easy, believe me. It's a whole special. Oh, I know. Deal.
1: Emmett Emmett from Blind
3: Man's Puff had his confiscated. But but Nick's got the inside track on this with some of those guys, man.
1: Right. It's true. He, he can he can work it. He can work it. All right. Here's the next one. Uh, number two. I hear Ace Prime. That's a new cigar company. I hear Ace Prime and Ventura Cigar Company are coming out with a new cigar collaboration. It's called the Ace Ventura. Oh.
2: <laughs>
1: what the I don't could that be What I heard
3: about what I heard about the so I was the first guy to get the <laughs> gratuitous picture with Dominique Wilkins on the trade show floor. Shamelessly. Yeah. And I'm generally not a clout chaser, but I'm a genuine fan. Uh I don't know about the NBA legend. What's his name? I don't remember that guy, but tiago um, splitter tiago, tiago splitter so i remember i asked a few people that came over to our booth like kind of like a top five questions you know when they came over you know what what have you been seeing that's interesting one of the questions always did you go to the ace prime booth yes how was it it was great the, the booth was beautiful with the basketball what are the what are the brand names of their cigars i have no idea <laughs> well, how much do they cost no idea I spent twenty minutes in that booth, we didn't talk about cigars one. <laughs> there was <laughs> basketball like, going on. There was some So poops. So the Ace Prime booth was a year ahead in the consumer experience. Right. There's about Without three any booths there focus were. on buying.
1: There were three booths that were a year ahead, and that was the Ace Prime booth, the Davidoff experience, which was super cool, and the Acid experience, which was also very cool. All three of those guys had uh, a good thing for consumers, I would imagine.
3: Yeah, I would think so.
1: All right, number three. Um, this is a short one. Uh, number three is, it was kind of an honor to be tapped. I don't know. You can who try. Who said that? F- you can try to figure out who said that. I don't know. It was kind of an honor to be tapped. I don't even know what. That I know was. who said it. You know who said it. That was pretty good. All right, number four is uh Wait, you can't just you gotta give me the context. <laughs> I can't
3: No. I that's can't. the beauty of it. That's the beauty <laughs> of it. You
1: can't have the context.
3: We will not give you the context. Is it like tapped as in like duck duck goose or tapped as in like fraternity tap?
1: I you know, that's up to the imagination. That's the beauty right. of it. That's the beauty of it. Or Yeah, or some other some kind of beer kind form. of thing. If it
3: was one cancel, it could be either or, yeah, right? Yeah,
1: it's possible.
3: All right, number four is uh
1: I never saw a single person in that booth the entire show. It was like there was some sort of force field keeping people out. (laughs) (laughs) That could have been said about a number of booths. Most (laughs) booths. There was some very busy booths, and yours was one of them. But, oh, my gosh. So I feel really, it was rough for a few guys.
3: Well, Charlie made a good point on your show, which is, They're bigger They got more people in there It just looks less busy And that's true But at the same time If you're spending a half a million A million dollars at the trade show You've got to be equally busy to scale Right (laughs) It's It's, it's
1: all relative right Skip It's relative It's all relative
3: yeah So you have a big booth You look empty If You've a small booth You look empty Like you know Sokka pulls off having the little booth And you know Sokka's there to talk to the new media really That's really kind of my job at the show But, um, you know, his people are hustling in that little bitty space as well. Right.
1: All right. Our final one um, from the strange and random things that we heard at the show in Vegas is goes like this. Here it is.
3: Wait, wait. Does it have to do with Juan Cancel's Speedo shoot and the hairlessness of his partner, Keith? (laughs) No. No, it doesn't. doesn't. He looked like one of those cats that has no hair. Hey, man. That that dude's
1: that dude's pretty chiseled these days. He's pretty yeah, chiseled. I'm not getting Kenzo. into body dysmorphia no. over my own. <laughs>
2: Kevin, Kevin is. Kevin, Kevin. Is. Kevin is. Yeah, Kevin. Yeah, mini, but mini Bill Ives. Yeah, Kevin.
3: He was he was aerodynamic, man. That guy's that guy is Olympic pool ready.
1: <laughs> he is. Yeah, I mean, come on. All right, the last one goes like this. See if you can follow along. After those two priorities, this is priority number one. It's <laughs> <That's> the <laughs> most ridiculous thing I've ever heard in <laughs> After those two priorities... This is priority number one, which some people might call, Skip, priority number
3: three. I don't know what I said. That's like the saying, like, I'm sad. frequently wrong, but never in doubt. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right? 60% of the
2: time, it yeah. works every time. <laughs> Yogi
3: Berra is
1: uh, Exactly. All right, that was our weekly top five. Some goofy stuff that we, we, we wrote down a bunch more of those, right, Jordan? We're uh, gonna,
2: might, I might put together a little article. We
1: might, we might publish a bunch of those because there was some. those are all real things that we heard people actually so,
3: say. So this is where the dojo really misses Jack. Yeah, what? Yeah, well, of course. Oh, man. <laughs> because um, I'm sure Jack would have put a whole piece together about the uh, protocol swimsuit calendar. Maybe, yeah, all right, yeah. <laughs> um,
2: he would have had a lot to say about Lars Teton. Uh, yeah, right?
3: he, he does. What other kind of strange occurrences... Uh,
2: we were gonna have we were gonna have Jack in a sleeping bag going around testing out the best carpets. Right, that would have been really good.
3: That would have been the, good
1: journalism. <laughs> the, with the padding, we really go hard on the padding. We actually, uh, Skip, we actually bought a durometer to test carpets, <laughs> but it turned out durometers can only test solid objects, so it didn't work. But we were well when you're
3: three hundred when you're three hundred plus pounds, like a few of us. The padding <laughs> makes all the difference in the world over four days. Oh god. Especially, yes. especially when you go all night at the media house straight to the trade show floor. Right. I I
1: actually I literally relish the moment when I walk into a booth that has
2: the good carpet. There's one booth that has wood floors. All right. How- yeah, that
3: was Jane that was James Brown, James and Angela yeah. Brown. How
2: do you get by with that? Ouch. I mean, that's,
3: it, lo- it looks, it, hey, it looks that's nice. Le- that's less chancy than the uh the white carpet. That's bold.
1: It is bold. It looks nice. By the time day four is done, you got your back, your spine is probably, looks like an S. It's (laughs) horrific. Hey, Skip, uh, thank you so much for taking time on a Friday night to join us on Smoke Night Live. We really appreciate it. Not only that, but we just appreciate you guys in general and and, uh, including us in on this Pensatucky project. The, The cigar is phenomenal. The team, you... Uh, Mike, Danny, everybody, all the guys at the factory, anybody who was involved with this should be proud because this is a cigar that I will just relish smoking for years to come. It's absolutely phenomenal, my friend.
3: Thank you. And we we actually got you enough this year to smoke a few.
1: Yeah, you did. That was very nice of you guys. Hey, uh,
3: before we go, so this is the growler oh, we're going to give away. right.
1: I'm sorry. I forgot about this. Yeah. Let's do this. Skip, uh, Skip has some stuff we want to give away, guys. So we're going to go through these comments. We're going to go through all the comments that were on this video. See, we didn't even, like, pimp it, like, force comments. Didn't have to. We didn't have to because there's a lot of good comments. Me and Jordan will go through these comments. We're going to pick two winners. Skip, what do the two winners get?
3: So, uh, from our side, I, I think from, from your side, they should get a bundle of the Pensatucky, maybe.
1: I am going to give away a bundle to somebody who bought a bundle today.
3: I'm going to give okay. away Okay, so a- there's yeah. that. Right. So, we're giving away this uh, Say No to the Deeming Rule, uh, cool. Growler. This is a new product that we're doing with Echo Vessel, uh, which is a company, a new company out of Boulder, Colorado, okay. which we're really happy with. And then this... Um, Everybody that came to the trade show, a lot of people, I don't know if you guys got there early enough, uh, we even had four X's this oh. year, but still had requests for five and six X. So, um, we're giving away this shirt to somebody. So so whenever you pick those out, Danny will have these to ship to your winner. Okay. Or we can ship them to you, to your winner. Either way, it doesn't matter to me. I don't want to be accused of trying to get, go direct to the consumer and get their addresses.
1: No, we'll we'll have them, we'll have you ship them direct to the people. That's really nice. So so guys, we'll go through all these comments. We'll either pick a couple random comments, or we'll pick a couple good whatever. We'll pick a couple comments. Uh, somebody's gonna get a T-shirt. Somebody's gonna get a cool growler, and that's very nice of you guys to uh, give some cool swag away as swag. well. Skip, are you so going? To, yeah. So today
3: today on the so we actually have a little bit of Pensatucky left at Famous. Um, right because we have an event scheduled there tomorrow, and so they save some aside, about 50 to 100 bundles or boxes. And so um, I know that they have about 50 to 100 left for tomorrow. So today was really for the dojo to buy. Tomorrow it opens up to everybody first, or maybe at midnight tonight, the first thing. Um, I don't know if you still get the 17% discount that you got yesterday, but if you missed out on getting it yesterday – you know we do have a lot of releases this week. We got Witchcraft 2019 at Tobacology tomorrow. We've got uh, the Rothschild Quimero and the Poor Bear that came out this week. So you know the Roma guys are really kind of you know they've had a lot of, of warning head head heads up. But uh, this would have been a, a hard one on the paycheck this week if right. uh, they try to get off three. Exactly.
1: So uh, you know get that credit card fired up, boys, and grab your bundle before they're all gone on famous make sure to use the, the uh, coupon code dojo17 saves you 17% heck that's practically $17 jordan Oof. if i'm good at my math that's practically $17 some
2: some kind of math that's practical. practical
3: well yeah i mean and for it's the best $80 you're going to spend on a limited release this year right Absolutely. you get 12 instead of 10 right. you get a wood Insane bot
2: value. Oh, it's a ridiculous value. I don't even know how you guys do it. Uh, Nobody's making any money. No, right.
1: In our video, we discovered that Skip's not making money. We're not making. nobody's Literally, nobody's making money on this project, except for the people that buy. It's like like, like printing
3: cash. The the flippers are going to kill them. Right, exactly. All
1: right, Skip. Thanks, brother. Uh, Hang on. Are you going to Rocky Mountain Cigar Fest? I forget.
3: I I know we are going to be there this year for the first time, but I don't know if I personally am going. Oh, okay. Well, if you
1: are, please let me know because I'd love to have you come to our party and stuff. So uh, uh, make sure to let me know that off air. Guys, this is it. Thanks to Skip Martin. Thanks to the guys at Roma Craft for making an incredible cigar. Thanks to the dojo for uh, supporting it, man. We sold a lot of cigars today, and I hope I can't wait till you guys get these, open them up, and try it because I really feel like you're going to dig this particular blend, you're going to love it. As far as tonight goes, Jordan, we're just getting started. Oh yeah!
2: This is what we do on a Friday night. Get some Now Playing going. Do some Now Playing. We might toss some cornhole bags. Toss some cornhole bags.
1: Whatever you guys are doing, share it on the dojo. That's what we like to do on Friday night. We love hanging out with you guys on Friday night. Until next week, remember, never never smoke smoke alone. alone. We'll see you guys next Friday night.
0: Hey my friends, hope you enjoyed the show. Make sure you check out all the amazing features we offer at JRcigars.com. Join our JR Plus and get free shipping and exclusive offers for an entire year at one great price. Subscribe to our Cigar the Month Club and we'll send you five premium cigars each month plus a sixth one if you're a JR Plus member. Lastly, download our Beat the Dealer app or play the brand new desktop version featuring a brand new slot game. You can win cigars and other great prizes while also taking advantage of exclusive daily deals. Experience all this and more at JR Cigar. The world's largest cigar store, just a click away.